can go live here and okay welcome back welcome back everyone welcome back we are back <laughs> if you happen to come back or stick with us thank you so much had some technical difficulties but we got it together so i am jones harwell again this is journeys with jones harwell and my guest this evening is my brother ron donovan the soul strategist so when we left off we were talking about your walk so let's go back to the walk of italy well actually actually it's started, it started in, in, the, in yeah. the south of france, the south of france. And it goes, and it goes on, on to the, the west coast, coast, of, coast Spain. of Spain. Can you? Can, can you? Can, can you? Can, are you hearing the echo still? Still? No, I'm not hearing it. I'm going to see if anybody's anybody in, in the room, room because, because I'm, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing a bit. Okay, I don't have anybody that came back yet, so hopefully they'll be back with us here in just a moment. Okay, Lori okay. says echoing still. <sighs> see if you can turn your because you turn your um. Well, you put your eyebuds away, so and yeah, yeah, someone talking, else talking says yes. All right, we're gonna try to fix this, you guys. Am I echoing, or is it just on Ron's end? If Lori or uh, Jackie, can you let me know? Okay, no, just Ron. Okay, thank you. Okay, okay. How, yes, how, he said how about, it was. How about now? All right, keep talking. Let's see. We'll have uh, Lori. Testing. 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 One, two. Testing. Testing. Let's see what Lori's going to. Okay. Um, I think that was just a comment. Keep talking. Testing. 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 Okay, it's eight. It is eight forty-seven, and maybe if I mute while he speaks. Okay, I'll try that. All right, is that giving me a? Okay, whoever whoever made that suggestion, I don't hear an echo any longer. How is it working for everyone in the audience? Okay, <laughs> so I guess I'll start back. Um, Lisa had mentioned the pilgrimage that I took um, a few years ago. Um, I, I did the Camino de Santiago de Compostela. And what the Camino is, is basically a trek that goes through the south of France, through the north of Spain to a small town called Santiago. The destination there is an, a marvelous cathedral where um, there is interred a saint, okay? So it started out centuries ago with the pilgrim, pilgrims basically taking this, this journey um, once in a life. It was for Catholics, but now pretty much everyone kind of takes it. I saw a movie about it called The Way, and Paulo Coelho actually wrote about it in The Pilgrimage. And it's, when I read the book and saw the movie, I was just like, I've got to do this. And it literally took me quite a number of years to get to where I could actually take the time to do it. But I didn't know what I was going to do there, but I knew I needed to go. 
And I did that. And again, I did 547 days, in, I mean, miles in 27 days. And I met some of the most incredible people, had some of the most incredible experiences. And you're right, it, it, it changed things. Um, mom kept asking, well, baby, why are you going? And I was like, well, I don't know. Um, honestly, I found out that I think a large part of my reason for being there was not for me. I met some people that ended up needing me, oddly enough. Um, so it was it was quite rewarding in that sense. And, and, and I, I had, had time, time to, to, kind, to of kind of discover of... me a bit. And I think that was probably a sign to bring you back to what you talk about is your actual purpose. And in with helping people with giving advice, life advice, and particularly when it becomes to relationships with other people or fixing of themselves, you have to have that walk and that confidence to be able to listen, interpret, and then uh, gently push and prod. So explain a little bit about uh, what the soul strategist actually is, is going to be doing for folks. And a little later on in the show, we'll put all your information down on how they can reach out to you. Absolutely. So with the soul strategist, it really is focused on helping people realize their desired outcomes. Whether that's, if someone says, hey, Ron, I wanna walk a marathon. I wanna run a marathon. Okay, well, let's look at where you're starting. Let's work, look at where you wanna get, and let's see what we need to do to get you there. Basically, there are three things. We want to identify, we want to transform anything that may be standing in the way in order to actualize the outcomes. Okay. What I've chosen to do, what seems to be an area of more experience and wisdom with, through years of not only my own experiences, but those around me, really, it seems to be in the dating and relationship space. And when I say relationships, it's not just romantic relationships. It's sibling relationships, family relationships, um, professional relationships just basic friendships and even race relationships because they all, the interactions all kind of work the same way. Yes, they do. And, and knowing uh, that I'm one of seven because blended is seven of us uh, and the only girl. <laughs> <laughs> It it is interesting because you know our relationship started as young adults, right? Right, and it right. has matured over the years. Um, so um, it's really interesting because you know I've been married now for twenty plus years, and you've seen you know me evolve from being single to going into a relationship to becoming a mother. And then you know how the life cycle still continues to evolve as you grow and change. What are some what what is some advice or or what are some examples that you would give individuals that are are looking for that uh, infinite uh, wisdom or that inf infinite peace to to allow them to know when they need to pivot or when they need to just let something go. 
Well, I'd say a lot of what I do is faith-based. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much 52, 48, left brain, right brain, but there's a creative, spiritual, and then there's the logic. And for many people, that presents a major conflict. But for me, I've found that when I kind of settle into both, it allows me to balance. So I think the first thing when you start looking at pivoting, logically, you have to look at where you want to go, what you need. I think then for me, it really is a function of kind of getting in touch with my spirituality and feeling, allowing myself to kind of go with the energies. Um, as I said, interesting enough, I didn't realize that I was on this journey towards the soul strategist. I was just following the energies that were natural to me. And then there was a, the more, I, and it always starts with self, looking at what I was doing, what I wanted, um, and, the, and, if that, and what that disconnect might be. So at a certain point, me moving kind of drew me into where I am now. I just kind of let it go. Um, and once I and once I recognized that I was ready to make a change, then I had to go back to the logical side of planning it, working it, and really evolving and um, developing the thoughts. Thank you. Wow. While while I'm listening, I'm I'm, I'm typing too because I'm telling people where to find us because they're like, where's this show for everybody that uh, we ended the first feed. So it, it looks like we uh, got anybody on. So I'm asking, you know, if anybody has any questions for you to type them in the chat and we'll be able to to catch them. But one of the things that um, I like that um, you're able to do is that you can relate to life experiences. Um, you know, being, uh, as you said, an entrepreneur, um, you weren't always an entrepreneur. You started out as an engineer uh, before you decided to, uh, in corporate America, before you decided to go on uh, to your own to your own business. And then uh, with the life experiences, for those that are uh, single, and uh, how do I want to phrase the conversation? It's it's an interesting time right now, especially during COVID. I, I must yes, say, yes, interesting, interesting time during COVID. So for those that are trying to uh, find a relationship or maintain a relationship, especially if they are long, let's see, they're long distance or, you know, cannot... Uh, uh, meet in public right now. What are some of the things that you can suggest to as a strategist uh, to get them to strengthen or uh, still further investigate that? You know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, I, I, I think I have an idea. You know me a long time. You know my brain is like this, and, and that's an area where we connect. You have to, you have to, you have to mute. Have to mute. <laughs> so, interesting enough, I think that COVID has kind of changed the landscape in many ways. 
definitely one of the ways is in how we interact in general, but definitely in relationships. There are a lot of people who are moving around and I, I really think it's given us an opportunity in many instances in that the key to maintaining a healthy relationship, whether you're in the same house or for a part, is really going to be the communication. It is imperative now that we get more in sync with the needs of our partners. You know, we have to really anticipate, and if we can't anticipate, really ask and listen for what they're needing. Because now, lack of proximity, you know, we're isolated, we get distracted, we had a lot of things to do, so people might not be getting certain certain things that they needed, so but they were able to make it up elsewhere. Now we really have to have more dialogue and and pay attention. It's all about focus. I think that we have to really kind of say, all right, what are you needing? I need more time now. I need you to check in more often. Um, I'm here alone. I need you, you know, whatever that may be, it's a conversation and it has to be a balance to it. So it, it, I see it I see more, it more as an more opportunity, opportunity than a problem. Okay, I have two questions for you. The first one is going to be from Nay, because she said call her Nay, since I couldn't get the pronunciation correctly. Um, how can one start their journey, beginning with self, perhaps an initial consult with Ron, and then another uh, question that I got from Dr. Larry White um, to elaborate a little bit more on what do you consider the keys of communication? Well, Dr. Larry White, I'll start. Um, I'd say the foundational keys that I see in communication is actually empathy. The ability to kind of step back and to First of all, try to understand where the other person is coming from, okay? So one of the ways that I think about doing that, or that I've kind of worked with doing that, is I've kind of figured out that we each ha have our own language and our own dialects, right? One of the biggest language gaps that we have are Martian and Venusian, right? Then you build on that and you go cultural relate, you know, dialects, South versus North, East versus West. So once you first acknowledge that there may be some language barriers between people, then you have to become willing to try to learn that language. So, and that starts with empathy. That starts with going, I want to feel what they're feeling. I want to understand what they're understanding. I'm not just standing in my mind, right? So I think it's it's like between a speaker and a listener. It is the responsibility of the speaker to try to get his point across. If the listener is not understanding, then it is on the speaker often to try to say it in a manner that resonates for the listener. So when you've got both sides doing that, I think that's key. But I would say, doctor, I'd say you start with the desire to want to understand. 
before actually, actually being hurt. hurt. I um, like that. I like that. One of the things that I talked with uh, Monday with uh, my baby sis, uh, uh, El Chanel, is mm -hmm. that the difference between listening and hearing. Everybody listens, but are you actually hearing the conversation and the context of the conversation that's being at that given moment? I think you're absolutely right, Lisa. Um, you know, oftentimes we are so busy formulating what we're going to say in response that we're not always hearing. Um, this is something that I have to work on regularly because like you, my mind is going 50 miles a minute. So I'm processing and, and, and I, I literally have to consciously just settle into what whomever is in front of me is saying. And it, it takes work, it takes exercise and it takes intention. So, you know, but I find that the more that I listen, the more that I'm able to connect and they're able to connect with me. That's good. So my takeaway so far, what I'm hearing is I'm hearing language, empathy, hearing slash listening. And I just lost my other point just that quick. <laughs> pencil in my hand because it was a great point that you said just at the end <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure oh, you're back around okay Terrence who's the question Lori's no there no, was, there was young young lady. Lady. Oh. Uh, yeah how can one start oh excuse me how can one start their journey beginning with self that was her the, her question and then our cousin terrence cummings listening to hear or listening to respond that's a great one thank you terrence yeah that's, yeah, that's the big, big brain, brain family. Family. yes it is yes it is <laughs> and uh lori uh lori hanford says the desire to want to understand maybe that was Absolutely. the point that that i was trying to come back to thank you so getting back to nay on that and that's very important because if you don't understand yourself in this journey, you're never going to be able to process or communicate with anybody else on any kind of level. Absolutely. You, you know, and this is when I, I can I'm going to be a little personal on because I have been evolving steadily, but literally in the last few months, it's been very intense and. I started to understand, I, the more I work with others, first of all, this coaching thing is never one way. The more I help other people, the more I find and discover about myself. And one of the reasons I think that I've been told that I'm pretty good at what I do is because I can identify, I have empathy. I can, I'm constantly looking at what I'm doing. And oftentimes, you know, it's like, I use the, this analogy of your nose against the mirror in the bathroom, you know, when your nose is flat up against the mirror, your peripheral is kind of cut off. However, when you take a couple of steps back, you can see the whole bathroom in the mirror, right? So 
I think often what we have to do is our own situations kind of step back a little bit, kind of detach and look at it. And as I've been discovering me, I've had to, the more I work on me, the more I'm able to really help others, right? Because the more clarity I get, the more I can recognize what typically happens is I've had so many experiences. I'm going either personally or been around them. When I meet somebody and they start talking about something, I'm going, I recognize that. This is, I recognize what's happening here and let's start discovering. Let's, let's, here's a place for us to start. Um, as Ms. Nene said, it is about self. Everything that I talk about starts with self. My relationship with my significant other always started and starts with me. No matter how angry I am, I have to pull myself back to, okay, what's my deal? How am I contributing to whatever's happening here? Um, am I being reasonable? Am I being unreasonable? What am I not providing that she might need? So every, again, with me, all of my journeys start with, with us, with ourselves, figuring out exactly what we want to. You know, it's hard to manifest if we don't, if we're not clear about what we're wanting. That is so true. That is so true. So from a, a business standpoint, for um, because a lot of us um, have had to pivot. Uh, in Lisa, 2020. I, I, oh, I can't okay. hear you very well. Okay. Can you hear me now? No. no. Okay. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Thank you. How about now? Hold, Hold on. on. Let's, Let's see. see. How about, How about now, Lisa? Speak. How about now? No, no I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. what I'm just going to have to lean in. in. We're going to improvise. Okay. I'm going to lean in too. So um, for the year of 2020, when everybody had to pivot, and especially a lot of people found themselves out of work and becoming their own business entity, you know, starting businesses. Um, what piece of advice that can you give them from a standpoint as a leader to know when to, they need to take advice and when they need the mentoring and coaching in order to be able to evolve? Well, I think that there's, you know, we, we know the quadrants of competency, right? You start out in the first lower left quadrant where you don't know what you don't know. Don't, you don't know what you don't know. You're unconsciously incompetent, right? So that's a place of discovery. You, at some point, as you start working through things, you start to go, I just don't know what I don't know. And then you start to move into the upper left quadrant, which is where you start to recognize what you don't know. Then you decide moving to the right upper quadrant that I now know what I, what I don't know and I now need to start working on these things. I think it's kind of at that point where we discover whether or not we need assistance making those shifts. Maybe it's a little bit further, but the first thing that we have to really do is recognize that maybe there are some things that we're missing and that we can't, you know, it, it's like 
I myself have spoken to therapists over the years and I need a different type of therapist. I don't need a therapist that's going to facilitate my thinking. I'm always in my head. I need one to go, well, Ron, that may not be right thought or you're, I, I need direction in my thinking. And, and I, so I need somebody who is more assertive in giving me direction. Um, and that's more helpful for me. But everybody kind of has to know themselves and what they might need. But that's a discovery. Or if they're, if they're at a place where they're going, I'm not sure what to do now. I've tried this. I've tried this. That also may be a point of, of seeking some help. You know, when you feel like I've made these great efforts and I just am running out of, of pivots, of thoughts, that's a great time to start looking for someone who might be standing a little bit further back away from the mirror. Thank you. So the soul strategist, I've been seeing all of these ads coming out lately. Tell us when you officially open how people can get in contact with you? Well, I will officially launch The Soul Strategist on February 14th, and I will have a special guest, and it will start with an Instagram Live. Leading up to that, I've just been kind of slowly putting out a little bit of the philosophies. It's interesting because we all get in a situation where we're a little... Off, off kilter and have to recover. Even tonight, I'm having to kind of step back a little bit because all of the technical issues, you know, you, you, you're ready, it's game time, you're ready to play, and then you're like, you get thrown off. So you, it takes a minute to kind of step back and I'm in the process of doing that. So what I've been doing, I started January 14th, started just letting people know the strategist is coming. Slowly, I'm kind of giving more information about what it is, but it will really be introduced the night of February 14th, Valentine's Day. And also people can follow me on Instagram at RD, the soul strategist. They can follow uh, me on Facebook at RD, the soul strategist. And my website, which is, if you really want to get a feel for how I think, my philosophies, why I think that, and why others think that I may be a pretty decent coach, I think, check out my website, rdthesoulstrategist.com. Again, that's rdthesoulstrategist.com. And I think there's a lot of information. There's going to be more content coming. But I think as people begin to hear my voice, they'll be able to hear more clearly how I think, how I process, and what I might be able to do for them. And then they'll be also able to hear some of what I've been able to do for others. And then you have your IG Live on February 14th. Is that, that correct? Is correct. The, do you have a Pacific time? No, nope, nope. I'm not giving out the time yet. It's to be announced. I'm announcing the time along with the guest. It it will be it will be um, that evening. I think I think people will be excited about the guests. I'm trying to type while I'm while I'm talk while I'm listening. 
Okay. okay. <laughs> it, 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 it looks like, like do you have questions there? there? Um, anybody else have any more questions? I'm going to mute for a minute and let them. Well, Lisa, how is my brother-in-law and my nephew? We speaking, speaking of, of, yeah, of familial relationships. <laughs> they are actually doing well. Uh, your nephew is now third quarter, starts on Thursday. So he's a quarter, two quarters away from being a high school graduate. Uh, it may look like they might be able to go back and play a little bit of sports uh, before uh, they get, uh, you know, they get out of school. They've been really pushing for it. So with the vaccinations coming to the first responders and the teachers, I'm thinking we probably will see something within the next, you know, couple of weeks that they might get back the middle of March or maybe right after Easter uh, to finish up the year but he has uh turned that focus and that's something that you know we've we've talked about especially with teenage boys to try to keep them you know especially when you have some that you know are focused they know what their life is and they know you know and then you have some like my son who and he's gonna say ma why are you talking about me on live tv to everybody but some who knows what their focus should be but does this coast thing, you know, I'm just going to coast till he really has to show up. <laughs> well, you know, that's an interesting thing because that's something that I recognize that when you're trying to actualize certain objectives, right? One of the issues that I had early on was that I never had to I was talented in many ways, right? And for those who don't know, um, Jalan is an incredible athlete and an incredible musician. So he's got these amazing gifts and so many things come so easily for him that I imagine if he's like me, you get accustomed to being able to cruise. But what happens is you've got to get those foundational habits in place so that you can constantly meet your level. There's, I, I tell Milo, one of my mentees, I'm so proud of him. He graduated from Morehouse last year. He's doing things. And, and I told him he's, he's just an amazing individual. He's smart. He's so well-rounded. I'm like, you don't want to be the smart guy in the room without all of the accolades and the spoils to represent it. You have to focus. No matter how talented you are, you have to put in the work. There is no substitute for putting in the work. And if you don't do it earlier, you do it later. So I recognize how difficult that can be and, and having to make those pivots to, to, to finally, you, you got to get disciplined at some point. Yes, and he's, he's definitely getting there. He's got a, a, a young guy in his ear now who's a, a personal trainer. And I think mm -hmm. you've seen some of the work that he's done with him and he start. you can see it, you know, you can see that honing now. And I think for him, it was just some mental maturity for him because the smarts has always been there, you know, mm -hmm. and the teacher said he's always, he's got the smarts. It's just when he wants to apply it. 
So I think now he kind of sees, okay, yeah, I'm at a point now where I don't have a choice. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to step in something. And and that's what he's starting to do. He's starting to step into that maturity. And that's important too in a relationship when you talk about relationships, because sometimes people don't get that maturity until later in life. Some never get it. You know, you know he's, he, um, he's fortunate in that he's got parents that kind of are there to guide him. But even with as much guidance as you guys give him, there ends up having to be that thing. It's, it, I love the way, I love this saying, you know, there are two days that are important in your life, the day that you're born and the day you figure out why. Oddly enough, I figured out that why has changed several times for me over life. I'm now in another chapter of my why, right? But it's interesting because your motivation, your discipline is driven by that why. You know, that's what has, I think even in parenting, we have to find out the whys for our children because discipline relies on those whys. Some kids can be spanked and it doesn't phase them. My brother was one of those. He'd be like, okay. So for me, mom, all, all she had to do was go, I'm disappointed. And I was all over the floor. I, I mean, that drove me. So when your parents understand your whys and what, what, what actually resonates for you, that's when you get really effective interaction, whether it's parenting, whether it's working with someone at work, finding out people's whys. And again, that comes back to wanting to understand and being diligent about understanding. And I, I, I want to come back to a point that you made because that was so true. There are always different seasons to your why. I, lo I love that point to let people know that, you know, you may you may start, you know, at one point, but there's always a pivot or there's always a shift in that in that why. But to still have the foundation to know, OK, this is the understanding. This is, you know, my dedication to it is, is important as well. Well, you, but, you know, know it's, it's interesting, interesting from, from a professional standpoint. Um, I've created this term. It's called the right livelihood metrics. One of the things is, I think before we can start working towards any goal, we have to really assess what we want from that. In other words, if you're looking for a relationship, you've got to, you've got to work with what I call your desired relationship criteria. If you're just kind of moving and going, well, let's see who I meet, you, you've got to be intentional about everything, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your career. So you've got to be able to sit down and really evaluate what, is, what do I need my career to yield for me? You know, I, as you mentioned, when I left corporate, I was doing pretty well financially, but that wasn't what was driving me. I couldn't deal with the pressures of going in, it was conforming as, it, as I needed to. I had, I could deal much easier with not knowing where my livelihood was coming from 
than I could going to that. But that's that's different for every individual. I was fortunate to to recognize who I was in 91, you know, and I've, you know, I've had some really great years and I've had some really tough years, but they all have been lessons and I'm grateful for them all. So, you know, you, when you put together, what is it that you want your life to yield? It makes things, it makes the planning a lot easier. Yeah, I, I want to tell you a comment that came from Nay. She says each of your each of your whys throughout life has had positive effects on those you encounter, and that is so true. That is so true. I, I think that's a blessing. Um, if if you can really sit back and say, you know, a lot of times you don't even know. Um, those who might know me, I use a lot of movie analogies. I'm a, I'm a movie fanatic. Um, and there's a current movie on Netflix, you know, this is the age of Netflix during COVID, but um, with Charlie Theron and, and a couple of other guys and they're like immortal pretty much and they've been moving through history. And um, I love the part where she's kind of disgruntled and she's like, enough, I just wanted to end because no matter what I do, it seems to not benefit man. I keep trying to benefit others, but I don't see any, you know, positive positiveness coming out of it. Any positive, only to find out there's a researcher who's been tracking her history, and he starts to see where things she did centuries ago affected man in the in the modern age. So again, you're right. We don't know what footprint we have. I will go back to the Camino. And I was talking about being there for other people. I did not see another black face until day, day 20, actually. Day 20. And I ran into a young man from Brazil. And he was excited because he was walking with some folks. And he was like, oh, yes, you know younger guy. So we kind of bonded a little bit. And as you're walking the Camino, you kind of pass people day to day, you know, you, you, you kind of socialize after the walk, you walk and you may not see them for a couple of days because everybody's kind of walking at different paces and all this stuff. So I saw him on day 20, had a brief conversation with him. And on day 22, ran into him again. And um, I don't remember what had happened to his walking partners, but he was like, Hey, I, I like you. And I was walking with um, a young man from Ireland. I connected with him um, along the way. He was like 35. He'd walked it like eight times already. He was a teacher and he would walk it every time he was on break. And then the other, the third party in our little group was a 72 year old Frenchman from Paris who had walked it like four times. So we had kind of a groove, we, we understood. There would be times when we would walk and we'd talk. Other times we'd be walking separately, but we had a, a rhythm. And this young man was like, hey, can I walk with you guys? And I was kind of like, they let me in. I'm not sure. And this kid was kind of chatty. I was like, I'm not sure how. So I was like, let me ask them. And they were like, cool, cool. So he walked with us for a couple of days. And sure enough, he was chatty, extremely intelligent, just amazing intellect. 
and just bright, just sharp. Well, about the third day in of him walking with us, he decided he was going to go on um, the next day. And I was like, well, you know, hey, cool. And we're walking and we're just having the conversation. And he's like, you know, I'm so glad I met you. And I was like, yeah, me too. You know, just not thinking much of it. He's like, you know, I've had these conversations with you. And while you while you're walking, you're walking maybe 30 miles a day at, at, at some days. And so it's, you get, you get to talk about a lot. You go from everything. We were talking from politics to life. And just out of the blue, he says, I came on this journey looking for something. He's like, I didn't know what it was. And I was like, yeah, I, I feel you on that. Same thing here. He says, no, but I decided that if I didn't find something, I was going to kill myself when I got back to Brazil. He said, I had not found anything until I met you. And I'm going, in my mind, it was nothing special that I'd done other than just to welcome this kid in. The, the guys that I walked with, we had a little routine of when we stopped at night, we only had two changes of clothes. So every night, one person would take everybody's clothes and wash them. One person would go get, get the food for the next morning for us to start out on. And, you know, this particular night that this young man hooked up with us, he stayed, you know, in, in the room. And I said, hey, I'm washing everybody's clothes. It's my night. I'll take your clothes. And he was, he was like, oh, okay. He never had anybody kind of take care of him like that. He came back and I was like, yo, man, I knocked on his door and I was like, here are your clothes. And I folded his clothes. And he was like, you folded my clothes? I'm like, yeah, I washed them and I folded them. It's my night. He's like, but you folded my clothes. This simple act literally was like he really couldn't grasp that this stranger cared enough about him to fold his clothes. And that, you. so the bottom line is you don't know what you're giving to other people. You just don't know. Um, he wrote me this incredible letter that periodically I kind of pull out. And just whenever I start to wonder the impact that I might be having, you know, I always think about Ryan. Um, but it's so true. We have to we have to trust. We have to trust in our movements. And that's the spiritual part of it. This has been so good. This has been so good. I could continue talking, but I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is say, for those of you that tuned in this evening, I promised you something special. I know this guy. I've known him from the bottom of my heart for several decades now. Grown, We grew up as teenagers up to where we are in age now. I don't know if he likes telling his age. I don't have a problem telling my age. <laughs> hey, wait, well, you know, I'm good. Right. We've known each other, what, 36, 37 years? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, turned, I turned 56 on Saturday. Past Saturday. Yeah. Happy belated birthday. So, well, you know, and we've been able to watch each other grow through our 20s, 30s, 40s. We're now in our 50s. We are what I call seasoned, as our mother says. 
seasoned. We are seasoned people, but we have great parents behind us, you know, that that gave us opportunities to grow and to learn and and to to that spiritual side too as well. Uh very grounded, both of us, very grounded in the in that. To get a hold of once again, give them your website information. And I plugged it again and I'm going to continue to plug live officially February 14th. You guys need to stay tuned because he will give you the actual time that he's going live on that day and who his special guests are. And trust and believe, guys, I, I probably will be floored at whoever the special guests are because I know you know some people who know some people who know some people. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I, think I think people will be excited. I tell you, I'm inspired. By the, by the pivots that you made, you know, following your calling and your your purpose of writing, but not only your own writing, but helping others to get their voice out. Um, that's a big deal when you are able to facilitate other people finding their purpose. And you know, I'm grateful because you know I know I know I what I think I, I it's one thing working with somebody in a private setting, they get to see all of your personality. They connect with your energy. It's something else having these conversations. And, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to kind of come and really just kind of share and kind of find my voice in this medium. So thank you very much. Um, as you requested, my website is www.rdthesoulstrategist.com. And you can find me on Instagram at R.D., The Soul Strategist, and on Facebook and Twitter as R.D., The Soul Strategist. Thank you again, sis. I'm, I'm proud and, and inspired, inspired by you. And, and um, um, tell Jelan I need to give him a shout. We, we need to talk, talk soon. soon. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Maybe we can convince him to do the music for our show, right? The intro for our shows, right? Have him do the intros. There and, it is. There it is. Thank you so much, Ron. I appreciate you coming on. This concludes this evening's broadcast of Unapologetic on Journeys with Jones Harwell. I'm your host and my brother. We're signing off. Thank you, Thank you everyone, everyone, for coming, coming in. in. Good night. Good night. Okay. <laughs>